1: Welcome to the Reality Bites Podcast. It's Megan and Jay. I would just like to start by issuing an apology for there being no podcast episode last week. I'm pretty sure it was all my fault. I think it was like human operator error. Really? I think so. We didn't do a podcast episode about... Episode 10 of 90 Day Fiancé Before the 90 Days Well, actually, we did We did But none of the audio was usable I have no idea what happened So I'm not quite sure I think all the wires got crossed And somehow, some way, None of what we did was usable It's kind
0: of a sign that we made it Because now we officially have a lost episode
1: That's right That's right We have an episode <laughs> That no one will ever get to hear The brilliance that we created In recapping episode 10 Of 90 Day Fiancé Before the 90 Days And then it was just one of those weeks Last week where I felt like, I don't know if it was the full moon coming. Yes, I don't know if you believe in that kind of stuff, but I just, I was like, I don't even have the energy to try to do this again. Let's just.
0: It was so good the first time. You can't recreate something like that. You
1: can't recreate it. The magic once (laughs) created cannot be replicated. So we just kind of figured we would take a break for a week. My apologies. I'm pretty sure it was my fault. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I just messed the whole We cast no blame on this
0: podcast, okay?
1: (laughs) Uh, But I want to be an adult. I want to accept responsibility for my mistakes and say it will never happen again. I'm very sorry. Okay, so we are now through episode 11 of 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 days. So we will kind of incorporate some of the things that happened in episode 10 as we're talking about episode 11. But right,
0: it all kind of blends together yeah, at It all some kind point. of blends
1: together. It all overlaps. But first, how was your weekend?
0: Weekend was good. Um, yard work was on the schedule and that's what I did. A lot and of was, yard work. Uh, Do you
1: enjoy doing yard work, Jay? Because some people love it. Some people like love gardening and they find... It's super relaxing, and there is literally nothing I would rather not do.
0: Really? Than no, take I actually do of kind of yard. enjoy it. When
1: I was growing up, my parents were both yard work every weekend kind of people, and I think as a little kid, they would make me get out and like pick up uh-huh. pine cones and make me like spread new pine straw in the natural areas. And so, from a young age, I just developed this aversion to anything relating kids to do with. Kids are
0: perfect for picking up pine cones. That's what kids were made for. like they have little hands; they can get to them. They're real quick. Mm mm, no love thanks. it. Anyway, how was your weekend?
1: Um, I you know this was one of the first weekends that I had absolutely nothing to do, and my birthday is coming up, so my best friend is flying to town this week from Portland, Oregon. So I just kind of spent the weekend watching TV and doing crafty stuff. Um, do you know what cross stitching is?
0: Is that like uh, macrame, like mm. crocheting? <laughs>
1: Kind of, but not really. Okay. It's like embroidery. And okay. People do it on hand towels, yeah. and they, but it's kind of like a traditional, proper Southern thing that women used to do. And I like to cross-stitch very inappropriate messages. <laughs>
0: of course, of course.
1: <laughs> so basically, it's just the F word plastered all over everything. So Good. I don't know why I must have had some like inner rage that I had to get out, but I have lots of um, cross-stitched F words now all over my house. <laughs> but it is time to jump into episode 11 of 90 Day fiance before the 90 days because we only have a couple of episodes left there is i think it said three left right now as we're doing this podcast right now apparently the reunion the tell-all has been filmed oh boy would you like to hear a rumor that i heard about the tell-all
0: i love rumors let's go for it
1: the rumor is that angela and avery get into a fist fight
0: Angela and Avery? Yes. Really? I heard
1: things got really heated.
0: Literally the youngest and oldest members of the cast are going to fight each other.
1: That's what I heard. Mm. Now, I also heard that at the tell-all, the only foreigner who was there was Tom.
0: Oh, that makes sense. So none
1: of the others apparently have been given their visas yet. If any of the couples actually do wind up getting engaged and going down that planning to apply for the K-1 visa, at least as of filming the tell-all, none of them had been, are here in the United States. Tom, it looks like is able to travel the world because he's a professional and has more of like a, a tourist visa where he can right. kind of come and go freely in and other generally it's more
0: it's a little easier for Western Europeans to travel to the States and back and forth and Absolutely. all that kind of stuff. So
1: all right. So let's start with Caesar, who was not in the episode at all.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not gonna say that I'm sad about it because Didn't
1: miss it at yeah. all. And, and I didn't even realize that Caesar and Maria weren't in the episode until they did the preview for episode twelve.
0: Exactly.
1: And all of a sudden it's Caesar telling a producer of the show that he and Maria started talking a week after he got back from Mexico and I <sighs> thought my eyes were going to roll out of my head
0: exactly you know like you I didn't really notice that he wasn't in it until he said that and then I thought about it. I was like remember the beginning of the series when they barely showed like Akini and Benjamin yeah. and it's like oh man there must not be anything interesting in their relationship and just like <laughs> totally <laughs> step no. after step turn after <laughs> turn <laughs> craziness
1: yeah the <laughs> show fooled us like they got off to a slow start with Benjamin and Akini who have actually Turned out to be one of the more interesting couples. Meanwhile,
0: Caesar is just a big tease. It's like, yeah, oh, here we yeah. go again, Caesar. Now,
1: a rumor that I heard, don't know if it's true or not, that Caesar was spotted filming in the Ukraine.
0: Oh, wow. For
1: next season, possibly. Doesn't look like we're going to get any answers before the end of, of ah, this season, but. And, and again, you. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> um Okay, so who are we going to start with? Because they were all really good.
0: They were all really good. I'd like to go ahead and start with uh, Avery and, and Omar, if we. Could.
1: okay so Avery and Omar have been together for 10 days in Beirut Lebanon which when you think about how short of a time period that actually is from the time she left Ohio landed in Beirut got married mom left to go back to the United States it, it sounds like they only had three or four days together before then Avery gets on her flight to return to the U.S.
0: Right. If you think about all the couples who are on here, they've actually, they've spanned like a whole lifetime of experience within that 10 days compared to the other ones. Like they've actually met each other for the first time. They got married, Mm -hmm. had their honeymoon, Mm -hmm. and now they're on to like the next step where some of these people are still like trying to figure out. Trying to
1: decide, is this, should I even go forward (laughs) with this? Now, Avery tells her mom right before her mom leaves that she's going to come back to the United States, apply for Omar's spousal visa, But while they're waiting for that to be approved, because that can take up to two years. Mm -hmm. And now with all the conflict in Syria, there's no telling if he will even be allowed to come as her spouse. Because I don't know what that means as far as Syrian born spouses coming to the U.S. Uh, However, I will say prior to Avery leaving Beirut. Her big concern was, Omar, you don't seem sad that I'm leaving and that who knows how long it's going to be before we see each other again. And Omar, who you can tell is just not a very emotional guy. He
0: isn't an emotional And it probably serves him well. You got to think about if, you know, he lives in a war torn country, yeah, so yeah. a lot of things going on, you know. It probably, makes
1: you, I'm sure it makes you a little
0: hard. Yeah, it makes you a little rigid inside where, you know, that's probably a way that he deals with his emotions by not letting him get out of control, kind of keeping him in check, you know, everything is going to be fine. Whereas Avery's just like, hey. An
1: emotional. <laughs> (laughs) Like, she and Darcy, to me, are kind of on that same page. She's like a young Darcy. Right, except, you know, Avery is 19, isn't even 21 yet, and Darcy's 44. Correct. But Avery does remind me of almost this, like, younger version of Darcy. She's
0: constantly like, how come you're not crying? Why aren't you sad? He's like, do I really need to cry for you to think that I miss you?
1: So they say goodbye. Avery returns to Columbus, Ohio. And as soon as Avery gets home, her stepdad basically is like, "Yo, what's the, like, have you even thought about about this at all
0: immediately and Avery already putting up the defensive
1: getting, a, getting an attitude on the car ride home from the airport her mom brings up if you go over there for a month you're going to lose your job and Avery's like oh I already told them like, <laughs> and Avery's mom is like you told them before you told me
0: where does Avery work though that she really is not is she like I
1: thought she worked in like a
0: restaurant right so I mean it's not really like oh right. no you're going to lose this you're going like, to lose your six figure right, income exactly. salary
1: <laughs> so I think they're going to be fine
0: others who might not be fine would include Angela and Michael. <laughs> now, I'm
1: going to Angela and Michael next because I'm really starting to lose my patience with her.
0: I am. She's a little, she's a lot much. She's
1: actually. a lot much. And Angela, who's in her 50s, is over in
0: Nigeria, Nigeria
1: <laughs> with her 30 year old Nigerian fiance, Michael. Now, as far as the whole baby storyline is concerned, I think one of the things from episode 10 that we talked at length about, which you will never get to hear because the episode <laughs> is lost, is that they go to this fertility clinic and Angela is told that your uterus looks good, but you have one egg left and it, it probably ain't viable. Right, probably so are going to to get an egg from somewhere and Angela and Michael decide to ask her daughter Skyla if they can have one of her eggs The escape. And Skyla, that was the one thing that she was adamant against the whole time.
0: And she still is. She's like, no And nope. she
1: still is. Now, as far as like getting an egg from someone else, Angela's not interested because she wants the baby to be of her bloodline. But using her daughter's egg is really screwed up because <laughs> then all of a sudden the baby is technically Skyla's kid. That
0: is. And Angela's and Angela, technically the grandmother.
1: Angela's like the surrogate who gave birth to Skyla's kid with <laughs> her fiance, Michael. I mean, it's just like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> (laughs) So here we have Angela and Michael kind of at a standstill as far as this whole baby is concerned and that we know is more important to Michael than actually coming to the US.
0: It is true, although he does kinda go back and forth between, Oh baby, I love you and it's okay, we're gonna work it out to I really want this baby though. So I kinda feel like regardless of what happens, that is always going to be a sticking point. Even if they do find some way to kinda make it through all the ridiculousness that is their relationship, I feel like at some point it is definitely gonna come up again where it's like, Hey, remember how I kinda said I wanted a kid and you kinda can't give me a kid? Well Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's... Kind of a deal breaker. Um, I do find Angela's behavior inexcusable. I do think, and I've said this on the podcast before, that if the roles were reversed and Michael was the one throwing a cake in Angela's face and throwing a drink on one of Angela's friends, he'd be in prison.
0: Angela actually does some of this stuff, like she's oh, yeah. throwing things, right? She's... And,
1: and you're in your fifties, right? Like, I, if anyone could get away with that behavior, and I don't think it's okay for anyone, but Avery at nineteen, you could say, well, she's a teenager. She's
0: she's a child we're
1: talking about a 53 54 year old grandmother
0: so Angela wants to have a sit down with the goofballs to kind of go over the whole incident that occurred
1: so what happens is Angela sits down with Michael's three friends two of whom she knows one is a new person (laughs) so I'm still not even sure why he was there because he has nothing to do with maybe he had the car (laughs) maybe he was the driver (laughs) he got him there and Angela winds up getting upset and she throws her drink on one of the friends now Angela wants to sit down with them again and she wants to apologize for her behavior
0: hey guys angela the guests are here
1: yes they are and i do thank y'all for coming and i want to make it clear i'm here to apologize how i acted Mm -hmm. that being said i will not forget and i will not be your friends when i met you guys i thought i was a part of y'all's family like because Michael is. So, of course, I come out angry as hell because when people hurt me that I love, I'm full force. That's not the kind of family I want in my life. I'm surprised the friends were willing to come sit down with her. You know, his friends who we don't know all that much about because they've only appeared here and there and they and they appear to be more like the ones who think this whole thing's a joke and, you know, just want <laughs> Michael to be their 30-year-old buddy who's going to go to the bar and hang out. And right. They don't understand... This 54-year-old woman sitting here yelling at them for for their lifestyle.
0: Internationally, it's just an odd thing. It doesn't matter what culture or country you're from. Apparently, everybody thinks the 30-year-old Nigerian guy with the 54-year-old lady from small-town Georgia is a weird pairing.
1: It is. Well, and that's a common theme on this show. A lot of age disparities. We're talking about generally an older American and a younger foreigner, with yeah. the exception of Avery and Omar, who are at least five. Five years apart
0: yeah they're almost like high school you know age difference right I mean, like, like senior
1: yeah senior
0: freshman type situation
1: well actually i take that back <laughs> tom and darcy are relatively close in age they are too darcy although is older darcy's 44 and she
0: acts much younger
1: tom is 39. 39 so they're
0: much like avery and um
1: omar age wise and since we brought them up let's talk about tom and darcy what was with the salsa dancing <sighs> i i listen i, I Have passions, have things that you enjoy doing. Absolutely. If you want to be a dancer, then you should dance but like i had so many questions
0: it was a very interesting just all of a sudden dynamic just a toss in there out of the blue
1: not just that he enjoys it but it's like the love of his life
0: right this is like his passion
1: and he and his sister have been doing this for over 20 years which (laughs) means they started salsa dancing as teenagers
0: they started salsa dancing as teenagers (laughs) it's it was just a weird situation but she was out there getting it i was hashtag i'm surprised because i was like okay yeah you guys are both salsa dancers okay let me see and then she just got out there, and she's like, "Hey, here we go, here we go, here we go." Was like, um, oh, sure. So,
1: so Tom and Darcy have now returned from Albania, right? And they're in Nottingham, which is Tom's hometown. That's where he's from. Now, on the last episode, which you will never get to hear because it is lost, uh, we saw Tom introduce Darcy to his dog, and apparently, <laughs> she has never walked a dog before in her entire life. <laughs> that seemed to be a very foreign concept for her. Then they go have dinner with Tom's sister and Tom's sister's partner, which we are they married or are they just boyfriend I think they're just
0: boyfriend or girlfriend because they said partner so that's kind of a
1: life partner life partner type situation so Tom's sister Emma and her partner Ricardo have dinner with Tom and Darcy and it does not appear that they are big fans of Darcy's
0: and Tom's sister is not one to kind of hold her tongue or kind of like oh well
1: she might be my favorite character on this entire season
0: she'll tell it like it is and how she sees it immediately like hey
1: but Emma does Seem to be so sure that her brother is this international bachelor playboy <laughs> and after watching him salsa dance I wasn't so convinced that he is this guy who can get hundreds and thousands of women so it
0: was interesting when I was watching him dance I was like you know he's, he's he knows what he's doing he knows what he's doing he's not a bad dancer he's actually better than I would have if you would have said oh he likes a salsa dance I'd have been like okay and my he expectations were way, exceeded but
1: he was like way too into it he
0: was way too into it the for facial
1: expression the he was oh I just,
0: for someone who's been doing it twenty something years he just felt like ah oh, you should be a little better than that
1: I found it uncomfortable to watch I just for a guy who's like been described as this James Bond. Sex machine. I don't know. Watching him right. salsa dance just didn't do it for me. So
0: he's this expert salsa dancer, but like in week one after they did the jiggy jiggy, he like sprained his ankle somehow, right? Like, like that doesn't match up with the athleticism.
1: Totally. And remember when they went to like the cricket lesson and like the sweater was too tight and it just, I don't know. So he's in the car.
0: And he's like, I can't breathe. I need a window open. He's like, like
1: throwing up out of the van because he's sick.
0: Things just don't match up.
1: Right. Right. For sure. Sure. However, they are now at this salsa club. It is the next night after they've all had dinner together. Tom and his sister start salsa dancing. And like you said, good for them. They knew what they were doing. They were having a good time. But now all of a sudden, Tom is dancing with other women. Mm Mm-hmm. And cue Darcy's meltdown in three, two, one. I could like, I could see it coming. I'm like, uh-oh. Now, I think she had a point. They have like two days left together. And if they're going to go out and he's going to completely ignore her, well, of course that's not fun for her. All right. I also understand that he wanted to show Darcy this is something that I enjoy doing. I want to see if you can have fun doing it. And Tom seems to have no interest in dancing salsa dancing with Darcy because she doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't know
0: what she's doing. And she's one of those dancers who just wants to like really be close to you and kind of do the same sexy dance all the time and he wants to kind of, you know, have fun and be free. So I can understand that position of it. But like you said, you would think that he would maybe turned out a couple, like he danced with literally every woman who was within arm's reach of him.
1: Right. And it definitely felt like this was Tom's moment to show what he could do. Right. And he was going to get out there and he was going to salsa dance and swing his hips with every girl just to show off that he's this good salsa dancer. Meanwhile, Darcy's outside crying <laughs> with Tom's sister. I want him to have fun. I don't want to be that jealous Yeah, because to... he loves to party. He loves to go That's out and fine. have a good time. And... I know how to have a good time too you because know, when he danced with me you didn't have an issue yeah. but it's just when he dances with the other girls it's the same no, thing. no but he didn't go up to her she came to him yeah that's what that we do that's thing. what we do that's what happens in salsa he's not a kept man he never will be he's always been a free spirit but if you stop him from being him he, he won't like that here i go that's okay Right. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> to see that. You've you, you known each other a while now. Do you, do you see Four years. It may what it is. I have a fantasy of your brother. I need to put reality into it. Yeah. He's a successful, you know, very self assured man. He, he he won't want a woman who is possessive or jealous or, ever be or out emotional or needy. He won't want I any of that. I don't want to. <laughs> Well, you will if, if you act the way you've acted just now. And Emma, for all intents and purposes, who was very direct and very blunt, was also very sweet to Darcy.
0: That was surprising to and me I too. Thought, and I
1: thought, and I liked what she said. She's like, listen, if I didn't like you, I'd tell my, my brother to throw you in the bin. Yep. So you can tell, like, actually, I like you, Darcy, but you're a mess and you got to get it together <laughs> and you got to act like a grown up and stop crying every two seconds. <laughs> I definitely think if she watches this after the show has aired, because the couple people that we've interviewed and talked to say so you don't get to see it ahead of time. That's true. So if she's watching this as we're watching it, I, I I hope maybe after two seasons of this, she will say I don't no more drinking on camera. Would you like to hear a Darcy rumor? Also, I love rumors. Okay. Let's go. So on Reddit, somebody posted that she got a text from her boyfriend. Her boyfriend is a bartender in Brooklyn. Mm. Darcy was at his bar filming with another guy. So filming for next season with a guy who is not. Tom Mm. and the bartender is texting his girlfriend like you're never gonna believe like Darcy's here and they're filming the show and blah 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 so the girlfriend is posting all of this on Reddit like oh my boyfriend's bartender and he's at work right now and Darcy's there and and he was gonna try to get a picture with her but she got upset and stormed off within the first like couple minutes of them being at the bar and filming so it would appear that where we're leaving off on this episode where Tom's sister encourages Darcy to ask him are we excluded? He says, yes, they are together. They are an item. Does not look like it's going to work out at all, but not that that surprises any of us. But
0: if she's filming for next year, does that mean that she found another foreigner? Like, is she just going to go through...
1: I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but I did some research, and I guess the guy that she was there with is some guy named Dan, who is from Germany, that I would assume she met online, social media somehow. So yeah, I think, I could be wrong about this, but I think that who we're going to see her with next season is another foreigner. And I found him on Instagram, and he has not posted anything about Darcy, but... He is. He does fit the description of this kind of like Tom lookalike, who's definitely not Tom. So yeah. So even though Darcy has this big meltdown because Tom is dancing with other women, she goes inside. She asks him, "Are we a thing?" He says yes.
0: Finally, he says yes.
1: Still hasn't told her that he loves her, but.
0: But he did say that he he said it on his one and one where he basically used the L word in reference to, to her. the camera,
1: but not right as not he said to her to though. Her.
0: Let's not get crazy.
1: Right, right. How about Tim and Jennifer? <sighs>
0: If you can do me a favor, we can talk about Tim and Jennifer. Okay. Can you... Talk to your friend, Tim, and let him know, like, hey, dude, you're blowing it. What's wrong with you? Can you give him some tips? Oh, my God, Tim. Just everything.
1: I am dying (laughs) to discuss everything with Tim, but I still want to wait and see how the rest of this is going to play out. Because Tim, getting ready to turn 39. Jennifer, this 25-year-old, beautiful, spicy Colombian from Bucaramanga, and she is into him.
0: She is into him.
1: Even though he keeps dropping the ball left and right, left and right. Tim, like we've said all along, makes terrible decisions (laughs) across the board. So we pick up with Tim calling Veronica because he's nearing the end of his trip. He has like two days left, and he still has no idea what he's going to do. Is he going to like let this whole thing go and come back home? Is he going to propose to her? Are they going to get engaged? She's really on the fence. They've been fighting off and on. They still haven't had sex. Jennifer seems to emasculate him every chance she can get. So Veronica doesn't help the situation at all, which to me, like, the last person that you should call i understand you say that that's your best friend
0: but and the other weird thing is, so he had some doubts himself. That's why he's calling Veronica in the first place. And he wanted her honest opinion. And maybe she gave her honest opinion. Maybe she's just trying to sabotage him. Who knows? But she gave him an opinion, which wasn't too far from what he was already telling her. Already us thinking, which should tell account. you
1: everything. Right.
0: And then he gets upset at Veronica. Like, wait a minute. I thought you were going to support me. I thought you were going to tell me something different. How dare you? This right. is just ridiculous. I got to go. I'm so upset. And it's like, well, wait a minute. If you just wanted, you know, confirmation of something, then why'd you even call her?
1: So, Tim is now going to take Jennifer on a picnic. And I'll give him a lot of credit. The picnic was a cute idea. He had the nice basket. They were out. It was beautiful. They were like up in the mountains. The scenery was gorgeous. And he says to Jennifer, again, she, this is where she says, like, I'll be honest with you, like, I'm starting to think you might be gay. <laughs> and he really doesn't have a response. He's like, no. Like, nah. you know, nah. So,
0: he says, let's go for a walk. I just want to relate to you that the walk had to be no more
1: than like 50 feet. Than
0: about 50 feet. They
1: walked like a few feet away from the blanket which seemed very unnecessary like you could have just done it on the blanket but he gives her the ring and says "This like it's like a promise ring it's the promise that I want to keep moving towards an engagement but you could tell Jennifer thought she was getting an engagement ring well the ring. build
0: up to it was hey you know let's go for this walk and I really love you and I've always known blah 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 and so I brought you a ring which is weird to say like if you have an engagement ring you just bust it out that's right. how they work but he's like I brought you a ring and she's like oh great and he said "But." But it's not an engagement ring. It's just a promise ring.
1: And he still also didn't tell her where the ring came from.
0: Can't do that part. Can't do that part. Not
1: yet. So they go back to this Airbnb (laughs) and apparently things were moving in the right direction.
0: About to get some jiggy jiggy.
1: And Tim drops the ball again and falls asleep. Uh, You know. So we flash forward. We don't get to see any of that because where we pick up, it's the next morning.
0: And there's nothing to see, basically, because he fell asleep. Because
1: nothing happened. (laughs) But Jennifer is now like...
0: Come on. Come
1: <laughs> on. Like, what is going on here? And Tim, who again is one of those people who never shows any emotion whatsoever. He, like
0: he really he doesn't.
1: It's just Except this. Except for the like, one
0: time he got mad that she tried to make him go on a swing when he really got pissed. But
1: even then he didn't even really raise his voice. He was just like, Whatever. <laughs> you know, Tim just has this very I don't know what it is. It's this weird like inability to show any sort of happiness, sadness, nothing. Yeah. He always has this, like, dead-in-the-eyes look to me. He does. <laughs> um, no offense to him, but you kind of do. <laughs> um, so, sure enough, he's going to try to make it up to Jennifer that he has once again <laughs> dropped the ball by taking her to a nice spa inside of a hotel.
0: So they both can get a spa treatment now.
1: Right, because he, as he says, I love to get pampered. <laughs> And this just plays more into this whole idea of Jennifer being like, well, are you my boyfriend or are you my gr- like my girlfriend that I hang out with and go to the she's, spa uh, she's with?
0: like my boyfriend and my girlfriend. Now, and this prior is- pri- pri- he said he was the girl in the relationship and she agreed. She's like, yeah, well, yeah oh, you are. Oh, for sure. You are the girl.
1: Now, this is where I have some questions I call a little bit BS. They get these, like, facial masks put on. They get into a hot tub. And out of nowhere, Jennifer's just like, so where'd you get this ring? Like, Someone had to prompt her... Suggest like, hey... You might want to ask Tim where the ring came from. That's a nice ring.
0: Did he tell you, like, was that a family heirloom? There
1: was something that happened that we didn't get to see because I would never ask someone who was just giving me a ring. Like, so where where'd you get this? Like, where would this come from? It felt very prompted.
0: It did. I bought my wife an engagement ring also because we're married. And I can't remember her ever really asking me, like, oh, where'd you get it? Or I mean, she might have. She might have at some point. But it wasn't, you know, like the next day or, you know, at that very moment. So, yeah, I feel like she was prompted. I felt like she was prompted as well.
1: Right. Because where else would that suspicion have even come from that he didn't just go get it at a store like anybody else would? So Tim says, good question. I'm glad you asked (laughs) because I'd rather me tell you now than have you find out later some other way that this is actually the ring that I bought for Veronica when she and I got engaged
0: 10 years ago.
1: And it's like. Him, I just I can't even wrap my head around why in the world you would think this was ever a good idea like before he left he should have pawned that ring he that have. he bought for Veronica and even if he's got to buy a $200 Caesar Mac Cubic Zirconia whatever you do not Give someone a ring that you bought for somebody else. And, and Jennifer, I thought was calmer about it. She was. Than I expected. Cause she, I mean, she flat, flat out says, I don't want the ring. It's, it's somebody else's trash. You gave me something she didn't want, something you bought for her. When you purchased this, you were thinking about her. Yep. And he's like, well, my defense, I didn't even know you back then. It's like, well, you're not, that is <laughs> not, not a good, valid defense. Not a good defense, actually, Tim. Not a good all.
0: defense. And Jennifer has been known to throw some, uh, wine in somebody's face. So,
1: you know, and Tim, again, is just one of those people where it's like, well, there's another, terrible tim decision
0: he's he's the worst so and his mask never moved by the way like when you watched jennifer like her mask was basically coming off her face melting his was
1: perfect right well let's i mean we know tim has a a very extensive skincare routine that he probably sticks to so that that skin was moisturized before the
0: mask went on something weird about Tim. (laughs)
1: something (laughs) about Tim. And I hope when he goes back and he watches it in retrospect, he's like, well, that messed up again, messed up again. Like, are you keeping it. a tally of all of the mistakes that you have made it was so an far? an
0: unmitigated disaster.
1: So it does look like moving forward, he, she says he's gonna have to buy me another one and we'll see whether or not that actually happens.
0: But if I'm Jennifer, du- like, why, why? Unless I'm just doing it at this point just to try to get some stuff out of him, there's just no way I would still be interested in this person on any level.
1: All right, moving on to Akini and Benjamin. Another big age difference. Yeah. Benjamin, who's in his 30s. Akini, who's in her 20s, who is very emotionally immature. Uh, But finally, finally, it is Bride Price Day. Oh, my gosh. Finally. At least we're getting some sort of indication of like an amount or how much he has to offer
0: and it ain't much
1: no (laughs) and where we pick up they have gone to buy some groceries Mm -hmm. to send to akini's parents on bride price day which we later find out was not the right thing to do and i'm curious why she told him to do it if it was clearly
0: maybe she didn't really understand You would think
1: though, if it's her culture, she would know.
0: Maybe look into it a little bit. That
1: like showing up with a bunch of groceries is something that people do after a family member's passed away and everyone's in mourning. And so people bring groceries so you don't have to go grocery shopping. But before we get to that, we have Benjamin freaking out about his decision, basically coming to the realization that, okay, tomorrow you have to pay this bride price and this girl is your Kenyan wife. Or you go home and and then what? And then that's that? You guys are not together anymore? So he says to Akini, like, listen, I'm a little conflicted.
0: I just... Are we making the right decision tomorrow?
1: Are you having second thoughts?
0: Honestly, I do have a little bit of doubt.
1: Why are you scaring me?
0: (laughs) I don't want to scare you. But
1: you are.
0: This is part of my honest communication with you and
1: if we're going to be together we have to be able to talk right okay tell so me what are you doubting
0: how do you know that we'll get along with soon?
1: i don't but i will love him regardless of whether he loves me or not or whether he approves of me or not
0: you're ready to be married to me
1: hmm Are you not sure?
0: I want to make sure that we're both on the same page, 110%.
1: Have I shown you anything different than 110? No. No, what are you saying?
0: I just... You know. <laughs>
1: You're making me feel good right now. But he does say, all right, well, we'll go tomorrow and we'll, we'll do it and we'll see how it goes.
0: And she does say that, you know what, because his big concern was his son, Grayson, and whether she would get along with Grayson. She said, you know what, it doesn't matter. I will love him regardless. Well, I- then
1: that's probably what you should have said at the Adventure Safari Park. <laughs> instead of like, <laughs> I it, don't want to be a stepmom.
0: But at least she got to it. I felt like that was a good, you know, step in the right direction that, okay, she's willing to go ahead and try to make this work. Mm, mm-hmm. But she is immature. So, you know, people say a lot of stuff.
1: Okay, so they wake up the next day in the Airbnb that Benjamin has rented. And before they go over to Akini's parents' house, now they're supposed to be there at 11 a.m. So this is obviously breakfast time. Mm-hmm. He's cooking breakfast in the hours leading up to going over there. And he is making a lot of breakfast sausage. Like, that was like way too much for two people. Well, that
0: was a huge omelet, too. That, that was that like, like, it was just for her. Like, <laughs> drink a lot of food. <laughs> a lot of
1: qu- like, maybe he was cooking for the camera guy. Like, maybe he was going to feed.
0: Benjamin is a nice guy. So yeah, I
1: thought that is way too much.
0: <laughs> there was a lot of stuff for two people, but I thought it was really
1: cute. He does propose to her. He gives her a ring that apparently was not a ring that belonged to his ex-wife, and then so so she asks him though. So like. How much do you have like the bride price ceremony? And he says, oh, I got to go to the bank and get the final withdrawal out. And she's like, well, okay, so how much are you planning to bring?
0: Eighty thousand Kenyan shillings, which is a lot in Kenya. I'm
1: sure it is, except that that is the equivalent of about eight hundred American dollars. And we find out that three thousand American dollars is Pretty much the minimum.
0: Right. That's like a low amount. And she brings up a good point. Like, it's kind of like, well, you know, you don't want to, if you're going to offer up this, you know, offering of money and tithing to somebody for the marriage of somebody, you kind of want it to be you know, a a significant amount, so it looks like you really are into the person. You don't wanna be like, hey, I got $50, what do you say?
1: Well, that's more in line with Benjamin's budget, I feel like, though. Like, $3,000 is more than he has, but he has a point. My trip to come over here, the plane ticket, the Airbnb, the ring, the groceries, like, he has spent a lot of money on this trip already. However, the bride price, him showing up with 80,000 shilling, is not going to get the deal done.
0: Right. I mean, the parents are going to see that as an insult. Like, oh, you think my daughter's only, only worth
1: $700? What, did, uh,
0: what was the dowry for Avery? Wasn't that a... Uh-
1: 6000
0: Yeah, it was like five or 6000 right? Right? Because
1: so- the mom said $10,000 1st and then Omar was like, whoa, you know I'm still in school, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, well, how much did you get for your sister? How and much was did like your sister? Right. right. It was like 6000 And so here we have Benjamin offering up Ooh, like $770. Oof. When I did the calculation, I think 80000 shilling came out to like $770 U.S. dollars. So she says that's not enough. And he's like, well, I don't have any (laughs) more. So they still go over to the parents' house and they're late but they don't tell us exactly how late they were do they they don't tell us how late but maybe and again maybe we didn't get to see something like maybe it was they were filming and you know the, the production crew got held right. up and they can't go over to akini's parents house without the camera crew so That's maybe true. they were waiting on we don't exactly know but when benjamin finally arrives he and akini in their matching outfits <laughs> he sits down with akini's mom and dad brother fidel two sisters are there and you can you can tell that Akini's dad is not happy. You can tell that this whole idea of being on time is more of like a respect thing and that they feel disrespected by the fact that Benjamin has shown up late. Mm. Now Benjamin has all these groceries that he says, this is a token of me, you know, <laughs> the thanking you and being grateful for this. And the
0: groceries didn't seem like a, as much as they did when they purchased them. Like when they purchased them, it felt like they bought a lot of groceries. But once you actually saw the groceries there, it's kind of like,
1: eh. But what we, what happens is that Akini's dad basically says, like, this is what you would do if we were in mourning. He does say thank
0: you for the gifts.
1: Right. But like, if, if someone in our family had passed away, yes, we would expect you to bring groceries and whatnot. So Benjamin has already gotten off on the wrong foot by being late and now bringing like funeral gifts to the house. So, Akini's dad says, go get Akini. Now, this is not supposed to be happening because she told Benjamin that the next time she would see him is when they call her in to say things have gone well or things have not gone well. So, you can only anticipate that Akini's going to come in and things are not going well.
0: Absolutely. I mean, he's already sweating. He's like, okay, so uh, what's the next step? How can we (laughs) further these negotiations? And And they
1: haven't even gotten to the bride price talk about money yet at all and akini's dad's like go get her (laughs) now i will say i i feel and i have felt all along that akini has not properly prepared benjamin for all of this
0: absolutely not. and
1: at the last minute will throw curveballs at him and wait until the very last second to be like oh by the way if things go well at the bride price ceremony tomorrow i'm your wife That was a big shock to him. He had no idea that that didn't mean they weren't just going to get engaged at that point. Okay, your family gives us their blessing. Now we're engaged. Now we can take the next steps. And I will say that Akini's dad did say that there were other requirements that needed to be met. So that makes me wonder, is there something else besides the bride price? Because Um, up until this point, that's been the biggest issue.
0: Hopefully this issue gets resolved in the next episode and we find out finally what the final number is.
1: Well, we find out what the parents say when he tells them that all he has is $770.
0: (laughs) But they are very good at editing stuff to make it look like it's going to be something. And then they kind of totally throw you off, like the whole machete thing. And there's been other instances where you hear the clip and it's like, oh, shoot. And then you watch it in context.
1: Come on, ah, TLC. TLC. Sneaky. All right, last but not least.
0: Oh, boy, Ziad and We're Rebecca. Rebecca and <sighs>
1: This is the moment that we've been waiting for because we have known since day one that she's still married.
0: And she's known since day one that she'd need to tell him she the was married. The
1: only right. person who seems to have not known <laughs> is Ziad. <laughs> Now, they are now in the Sahara Desert on a very nice vacation that she paid for. <laughs> I was always like, I hope she's really enjoying the nice Saharan desert vacation she paid for. And they get there and things get off to a rocky start because Rebecca is trying to show Zia a picture of her grandchildren on her phone. And up pops a picture of Rebecca and her Moroccan ex. Now, why she had it on her phone why it popped up a <laughs> lot of questions surrounding why it was even there in the first place it's too place.
0: difficult to you know delete pictures from your phone
1: my theory is that she had it on her phone because she had to give it to TLC because they keep showing it you know with the Moroccan guy's face blurred out but that True. she probably had it on there because she had had to send it in you know or for- what
0: if it's one of those uh, you know how you get on oh on this date four years ago blah blah blah
1: but why are you showing him pictures of your grandkids from four years ago I'm thinking she was showing him recent pictures but the the picture of the Moroccan ex was in with the recent pictures because she had recently sent it emailed it to TLC because I know during the casting process they say we need pictures and right. we need all this stuff and you have to send them everything and so she probably had to go back and find it had it on her phone because she had to submit. nobody thinks that Rebecca is sitting around staring at this old <laughs> picture of she and her Moroccan ex except but for the sees season he, he believes it and he's not happy so much angry so, mu- so just much just make me serious. so much angry so he's still has this ring that he bought for her with her own money and he is planning to give it to her and all along he says that she's so perfect and he loves her so much and she says that she's never loved anybody the way she loves Zed, and that that whole thing feels very not real to me at all. It absolutely
0: does not feel like genuine at least. I mean...
1: Unless there is a lot, a lot, a lot that we have not seen, it just, they seem fine, but they just don't seem like they're madly in love with each other. Exactly. I mean, we've already seen, like I said, the whole issue with the tattoos and being out at the bar, and then the issue with the parents and
0: the sister. the, The
1: sister, and then the Moroccan, a picture of the Moroccan ex. Like, the show hasn't really. Portrayed them as being this very much in love couple, but Ziad is going to propose to her, and sure enough, they go and they're riding quads on these the sand desert. dunes through the desert. Which, again, like I'm sure it seems fun, it very just romantic. Did not seem romantic at all to me.
0: My next anniversary, that's what I'm going to take my wife to do.
1: If you told your wife <laughs> we are going to go ride quads, like she would be like, I'm sorry, what? Like in what world do you think that that's a romantic activity for us to go the do? The
0: Gary and I will get back to you.
1: But I guess when you're out in the Saharan desert, besides like camel rides, like yeah, what sure. else? Yeah.
0: What else do you do? Sand surfing.
1: You got to go ride quads and. <laughs> Check out the landscape, I guess. So they they get to this. I don't even know where they are. Yeah, so
0: it's weird because they some they, weird they
1: structure. To, yeah, they
0: went to like some ruins or something like that. And there's no indication on if they're supposed to be staying at the ruins or if they're supposed to be going back to their little yurt. But they
1: are indoors somewhere, and there's like food and stuff. So they must be on one some sort of like ATV guide tour. Right. And while they're out riding quads, someone comes in and sets up some like cheese and crackers and whatnot. And they're sitting there, and all of a sudden Rebecca thinks this is it. This is what I'm going to tell him that I am in fact. Still married i'm getting ready to leave in a day or two but now's the time so she says
0: um, <laughs> there's something i need to tell you and he's starting to get kind of nervous like oh what, what is it baby what is it and here's where my whole thing about you know what the language barrier this whole time and how she's she saying a lot of stuff and he's just agreeing with a lot of stuff but i don't know how much he really understands because all oh, of a sudden he's like lack- I'm,
1: I'm so so what <laughs>
0: All of a sudden, his lack of understanding in <laughs> English language is real pronounced.
1: Now he wants some real clarification. <laughs> like, up until this point, he'd been like, no problem, no problem, oh, yes, so, it's good. so much, so much. But Love now so he's much. like, you what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she says, well, you know, I just filed the divorce paper. We so, both signed
1: them. Right, so... But I am, in fact... Still I'm married Still
0: married He's like you so what You so so what
1: But Ziad has a point So your ex is not your ex Your ex is actually Your husband And he storms off He gets on Gets on the back of a quad And rides away And Rebecca is Is like In this moment Of like Well if this If he doesn't talk to me again Then that's it I'll never find anybody Like this again And I just wanted to be like
0: What well, You've just found <laughs> The guy since the last guy And You're what about right, the other exactly. Three husbands Like come on in You've the, found them before in the And the same the same sex
1: relationship You were like, you no, found plenty, Here There Rebecca. will be another one if this one doesn't
0: work out. Don't worry. You're the definition of other fish in the sea.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. So, you know, listen, we've said all along that this is, this is, to me, would be a deal breaker. If someone has not told you all along that they're still married especially in that culture where right. being with a married person is very much forbidden and is very much like what is the haram which is like no 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 that would be pr- very haram
0: to I also feel like he's being a, as we've said before he's being a little melodramatic about the situation when he doesn't have problem drinking he doesn't have a problem you know staying with her even though they're
1: premarital sex we having know they're jiggy, jiggy
0: all that kind of stuff so all that stuff is okay to kind of brush under the table and as long as we don't tell my parents is okay but the fact that you know she's technically married when she is trying her hardest to explain look me and him have both signed the papers
1: it's been over for years it's been over
0: for years you know you know that he was my ex it's been over we're not married as husband and wife like in the physical sense but yes in the legal sense we still are married but it's only because the paperwork hasn't finally gone through the court system and once that happens like come on you could probably chill just a little bit yeah but
1: end. I think in that moment I give I, I understand in that moment him just being completely sh- Shocked and caught off guard like what do you mean you're still married like what do you mean we've been on this trip together like I can't even propose to you you're still married to somebody else so I think maybe in a li- in time he'll be like okay you know what I get it it's a formality you know once the court you, you know you guys haven't been together for a while etc so on but I think in that moment I, I understand why he was like I'm sorry what you're still <laughs> married to somebody else why are you even here right now then so she goes to try to talk to him and he's like don't talk to me right now <laughs> like Ziad is
0: so angry so, so angry right so now.
1: much angry so much angry. but she only has a day or two left he has this ring that he had planned on giving her prior to finding out that she was still married and and I'm guessing once he cools off and realizes oh you you've both signed the papers the court just hasn't processed them yet that they will still wind up getting engaged at least I look at the two of them and I'm like why do they think they're so in love though
0: I don't know Maybe they just don't. I don't. That's a good question. I mean, I think that she feels like she's in love because I think she feels like uh, time is kind of ticking and I need to find this person and I keep missing out. You know, the last guy didn't work. The guy before that didn't work. The girl before that didn't work. The guy before that didn't work. So maybe this wouldn't be it with him. I think it's just, oh, I met an American. This is super cool. Yeah. Like, hey, he's
1: 26. She's 44.
0: Yeah, she's 44. 43, 44. Like, hey, this is super cool. I might get to go to America. Like, whoa, cool. Cool. I love you so much. I love you so much so perfect
1: (laughs) alright episode 12 of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days will air on Sunday we are getting closer and closer to finding out what ultimately happens with all of these couples my prediction Avery and Omar are the only two who make it
0: really I feel like Benjamin Nakini have a slight chance if he can get alone
1: if he can get alone (laughs) he needs to hit up Caesar's
0: boss (laughs) there you go exactly
1: alright don't forget to find the Reality Bites podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play rate and subscribe